0: Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, May 28th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. All right, Jay Book, let's get into this massive news dump from the other day. I mean, my gosh, Ohio State released like a ton of information from this Freedom of Information Act. We'll get into like all the high points, but what kind of jumps out to you the most?
1: The thing that really stands out to me the most was how – Ohio State, from top to bottom, were all on the same page. From the president to Gene Smith to Ryan Day, when we look back, Ohio State had it in their mind. They wanted to play. And you had other schools in the Big Ten, and a lot of people pretty much know who those schools are, didn't want to play. And the fact that Ohio State was looking to potentially go independent and break away from the Big Ten for a year, I thought that was extremely fascinating, but uh, the main thing for me is it really gives you a sense of encouragement to know from the top down at Ohio State, all parties are rolling in the same direction. Yeah, there's so
0: many interesting things that come out of this. I mean, my goodness. I mean, the, the conversations between Gene Smith and President Johnson, and they both come out of... Here looking like incredibly good, in my opinion, especially Dr. Christina Johnson. Let's start with the idea that Ohio State was fully ready to go independent just for the one year. For the listeners out there, they were not talking about breaking away from. The Big Ten permanently, but just for 2020, with it being as weird as it was, and a lot of schools not wanting to play, Ohio State was absolutely ready to go indie for that one year, go independent, and you know, and they're just like you said, they were in lockstep. Ryan Day, Gene Smith, Christina Johnson, they were all like, "Can we do this?" The Big Ten stonewalled them. I found that very interesting.
1: Yeah, and I remember uh, Ryan Day. I believe he in one of his press conferences kind of threw that nugget out there and. Mm -hmm. A lot of networks went wild thinking like, oh my goodness, Ohio State's thinking about going independent. But I love it. I love the fact that it was initiated by the president uh, of the university. She was trying to explore all options in order to get these boys back on the playing field. They were were trying to avoid as many landmines that the Big Ten was throwing at them. But if Ohio State was able to go independent for one year, it would have been It'd have been glorious. I mean, it'd have been must-see TV because if you could get Ohio State playing, you know, down in the SEC, or or playing uh, BYU with Zach Wilson at the time, or you know, going out west to the West Coast and just breaking away from the Big Ten and doing their own thing, it really would have put a ginormous spotlight on the Big Ten conference because, in my eyes the Big Ten needs Ohio State more than Ohio State needs the Big Ten. And if Ohio State really would have pulled out the big stick and started whipping it around, and they were really serious about that, which it sounds like they were, I think it would it really would have pushed the ball forward even a lot quicker than what we were hoping. The thing that was holding Ohio State back, as Gene mentioned, was the contracts that Ohio State was tied into with Fox and the Big Ten Network and how those obligations would have played out in the legal world. But I, the fact that Ohio State was really taking it serious and wanted to go that route tells me that by any means necessary, they were looking to try to play football.
0: And we're going to talk a lot more about this. Before I forget, I want to let everybody know out there that's listening to the show on YouTube. Very soon, if you haven't seen already, we're going to move the show to our new Bucknuts slash 24-7 Sports YouTube channel It's just been on my YouTube channel for a while. We're going to move it to our new Bucknuts 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. So you can just do a search for that, and it will come up. So make sure you subscribe to our new YouTube channel if you get a chance. Thank you very much for doing that. All right, so this just goes to show, J-Book, this whole situation. And even now, it's not just fans. It's behind the scenes. The higher of the higher-ups, Gene Smith, Dr. Johnson, Ryan Day, all saying basically the same thing the fans were saying, that, And it just leads me to believe that football just means more at Ohio State than it does at, you know, any other Big Ten school. And it's, you know, really not close. Not I should, you know, I guess I shouldn't say that Nebraska and Iowa, they're not on Ohio State's level as far as like, you know, quality of football, but they might have the same passion that we do. But man, it just goes to show the different level of passion from Ohio State and maybe a couple other schools in the Big Ten and then pretty much the entire SEC and a lot of the ACC.
1: Right. And it, it just tells me that Ohio State is all in. And the, the, the thing that you have to really love as an Ohio State fan is I do not believe this would have been the case if Michael Drake was still the president. I think he would have bowed out gracefully. I do not think he would have, he'd have went to bat um, like Christina Johnson did for the football team. I mean, how many meetings did Gene Smith and calls did he have a day? I mean – if you look at those text messages, Gene Smith was on a call, you know, every 30 minutes to the hour discussing this. And if you look at those texts that was dropped, it just shows the disgust from Ohio State side when it came to the Big Ten, some of their colleagues as well as Kevin Warren. Um, and you just and you you talk about Nebraska and Iowa and their passion to play. And those programs may not be national contenders, but they have. A passion for the game. They want to play. They're, they have a rabbit fan base that wanted to see their football teams playing. And I truly believe, Dave, if you look at Ohio State and Michigan, I believe it's uh, you have two programs that are going, that have been going in the opposite direction for years now. And one of the reasons I b- truly believe that is because of the culture at Michigan is not all in compared to Ohio State. Ohio State, they are all, as I mentioned, going in the same direction from the president to the AD to the admission to the support staff. When you look at Michigan, you have a president who was on, you know, who was really pushing not to play football. Jim Harbaugh came out and said that he hadn't even heard from his own president for two months, had no idea what was going on there. You see what type of disaster of a season that they had when you know, the players wanted to play, the coaches wanted to play, the ADs kind of stuck in between, president doesn't want to play. And it was pretty much telling Jimmy to sit down and shut up and you go coach football and I handle being the president of the university with him being a former doctor. And I think when it comes to Michigan, until everybody is on the same page, that's not a, that's not a good job. They can hire Matt Campbell, they can hire the next up-and-coming star, but until they have the mindset to be a big boy, like Ohio State, where you're getting everybody uh, on the same page, it doesn't matter who the coach is up in Michigan, and you know, they stick out like a sore thumb, because everyone knows that Michigan they want to play football. Michigan State was even calling them out on it, um, and several other programs, but As these texts, you know, get revealed, it just truly shows that Kevin Warren did not have an appetite to play. They were pushing for the spring and then, you know, they didn't believe that the parents were legit when when Ohio State parents were sending out the letter. Kevin Warren didn't. That just really looks bad on his part.
0: Yeah, that looks really bad. Yeah. His only appetite is for destruction. I mean, the fact that he thought that was a manufactured letter from Ohio State's parents, it's like, and Gene Smith and Dr. Johnson were flummoxed that he he doesn't believe this is genuine. And let's get into Dr. Christina Johnson for a second. A lot of Buckeye fans jumped the gun on that, jumped to conclusions about her, acted like she's this, she's that, she's against football. Turns out the exact opposite is true. I don't think enough people looked into her background. She was... A very good athlete, growing up, grew, grew up in a sports-loving family. She went to Stanford, was on the field hockey team, was so good that she was trying out for the Olympic team, and probably would have made it if not for getting injured um, or having an illness. I think it was. Um, she started the lacrosse program at Stanford, the women's lacrosse program. She started; it was a club team when she started it herself. Now, of course, it's a varsity program. Her grandfather played football for Ohio State. It's like I, I know somebody on our board bumped the thread, but after she was hired. I'm sure you saw this with everybody, (laughs) like half the people in there, like ripping on her and saying, "Oh, another terrible hire." And listen, I do want to be clear about this. I get it. I get that Buckeye fans have been scarred by Michael Drake, and you're like, you know, already like, "Oh no!" But like, it's crazy how how many people jump to conclusions about her, and it's like the 180. Man, she's all about football. I really like her, and this makes her look incredibly good.
1: Yep, and I'll tell you two things that that really kind of got Ohio State on the edge of their seat was one. If you remember, it was a power transition coming from Michael Drake to Christina Johnson. So when a lot of this was going down, she wasn't necessarily fully um, engaged as Ohio State president. The transition was happening. So a lot of those initial calls with the Big Ten, people were saying Ohio State didn't have anyone on the call. So there were a lot of, back and forth and a lot of decisions being made, and people were upset, saying, where's the leadership at Ohio State? Um, You know, where's this president? at? Like, these schools, like Rutgers and Maryland, are making decisions on behalf of Ohio State, and we don't have anyone in there fighting on our behalf. So that agitated a lot of fans. Um, Now, as as things progressed and the talk started, she was obviously in those meetings, on those calls, and then a lot of people will point to, you know, we won't say who it is in another site, but, you know, uh, a main prominent Ohio State, you know, insider was throwing out there that she was totally against the football program. A lot of people took that and ran with it, and it carried over from a variety of a message boards. But as you look back, you know, people are doing a 180 because she, I think, I think she has really, Engraved herself into the good nature of Ohio State fans going forward, Dave, because they can't if, unless she does something drastic. There's nothing that Ohio State fans can say going forward about her that will that will indicate that she's not all in for the football program. And I think she's going to have a smooth selling as the Ohio State president. Obviously, the university and is it, much bigger as a whole than the actual football program. But to have someone in that type of leadership role who's willing to go to bat for their for their football program, it speaks loudly, and it, it, it will sit extremely well with the fan base for many years to come.
0: All right, last thing, Jonah. I have talked a lot about name, image, and likeness on the show this week. We had G. Scott Sr. on the show Monday. Bax, his usual visit on Wednesday. I have not talked to you about this. I just want to get your general impressions on Name, image, and likeness coming to college football. How do you think this will impact things? Are you a fan of it? Just your general impressions of this.
1: I'm a fan of it. I, not too long ago, I had a call, um, probably about an hour and a half call uh, with someone who's been on the conference calls with Ohio State when it comes to discussing the name, image, and likeness and the NFTs. Um, and basically, where Ohio State stands is Ohio State is all in when it comes to the name, image, and likeness. They're going to make it extremely player-friendly. It's going to be an absolute game-changer because you're going to be able to use that as a recruiting tool when you're out there pitching to a five-star kid. You can say, hey, look what our guys are doing here at Ohio State. Look at the platforms that we're providing for them as an on-ramp to help you know, put money in their pocket You look at the social media engagement, which is going to be huge when it comes to name, image, and likeness. If you can get your followers up on Instagram and Twitter and things of that nature, then it actually increases your value and your net worth as far as your – as a player, as long as you can perform at a high level on the field. And you look at some of the guys that they have there now, a lot of those players already have ideas in place. There's going to be a lot of nuances behind the scenes that needs to take place when it comes to tax purposes, um, attorneys to make sure that contracts are legit and is ran through compliance at Ohio State. But this is going to be something that is going to be big time ingrained into college football. And I'll give the listeners an example. Let's say we're Ohio State is in a battle with a five star kid and it's down to Ohio State and let's say Clemson and Ohio State is neck and neck. The kid doesn't want he doesn't know where he wants to go, and Ohio State's picking name into image and likeness. And if Ohio State players are making a significant amount of money because of the Columbus area as opposed to a, a rural area in Clemson, that can play heavily. And that's being discussed internally at Ohio State. Is being discussed. Um, as well as many other schools, is how can you use that as um, a recruiting pitch? And then also, it's going, to in- it's going to increase position hires, because if you see the, the graphics and guys being able to uh, use their NFTs in the future, meaning that, let's say a Crystal Lavi's catch against, or- against uh, Clemson in the playoffs, that if that 30-second clip is valuable, how would that money be recouped? Will it go to Chris Alave and part of it go to Ohio State? Because that 30-second moment could be traded as a digital card to fans, that is a valuable asset. And those are some of the things that are being discussed because it's a whole new wave of futures. And I'm mean, there's some people that's familiar with NBA Top Shot. And basically, NBA Top Shot is like a digital moment, meaning that a LeBron James dunk, it could be worth $20,000, $15,000 just for that five-second clip of LeBron James dunking. And that money goes to the NBA players. Now, college football is going to start transitioning into that as well, but they don't know how they're going to be able to distribute it just yet because it is Chris Olave in Ohio State, Jersey. But he is the one physically making the catch so does part of the revenue go to Ohio State and part of it go to Chris Olave? but those are a lot of things that are in play that nobody really knows how it's going to finally play out but the fact that Ohio State is already out front they've been working on the name image and likeness and NFTs for months now with their attorneys and a lot of uh, guys in the background so they're ready to go um, they just need to make sure that uh, everything is ran through compliance and their attorneys and the players are getting the right counsel and representation. You're going to start seeing players coming out with clothing lines pretty soon. Uh, you're going to see players locally in commercials and they're going to try to uh, create as much wealth and revenue for their players. Because in the end, if you're getting your parents, your, your players paid legally, uh, the system then that's going to benefit you when you're pitching that to recruits and say hey you may not make it to the nfl but we can give you every opportunity to make some extra money while you're here at a State, as long as well as getting your your degree here so it's going to be big and i'm excited to see where it goes
0: well good luck to these young men competing with my clothing line though <laughs> i mean i wish them well no great <laughs> insights i mean that it, you just you laid it out very well i, I think uh, a lot of listeners might be uh uh rewinding about three minutes to listen to everything you just said again that was great stuff you outlined it very well great insights as always from jonah booker thank you very much Jay book thank you to all listeners out there for tuning in the show we appreciate that very much hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend let's the fuck i swag best damn band in the land <laughs>